welcome to the variant cast on the racial draft podcast network i am your host michael ford low-key variant from earth 347 um the black universe of course and um which variant are you carlos i'm a variant from uh earth ibaros y malta puerto rican earth <laughs> get hurt and we're, and we're also joined by our man tj stooks stooks which variant are you earth 742 from the negro verse the other the other black verse there are more than one <laughs> black universes y'all that's right and it, it, it's the negro verse so it's it's the 1950s all the time right <laughs> <laughs> we still fight it to this day. <laughs> and we are here to discuss every week the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, Disney Plus uh, series, six-hour movie, whatever you want to call it. It's a thing. You can watch it on all your multimedia devices. We're talking about Loki. And uh, guys, guys, uh, we, got, we got Mephisto this week. Uh, are we going to get Reed Richards next week? Is this is this what what's going to happen? All right, let let us know. Speak, you know, speak your piece. Talk about talk about the episode. What was the uh, what was the I know an aerospace engineer? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, we will get multiple aerospace engineers next week. That's what it's going to be. Right, the yeah, third week. Like, the third week we'll get Quicksilver. His name is Ralph Owner. <laughs> No, 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 that's that's the third week. The third week we're that's, going to get got we're it. going to get, get um, the Quicksilvers. But, but um, for real, seriously, I, I like this episode a lot. This premiere was pretty. It, it raised a lot of questions and laid a lot of exposition down for not just this season, I think, but for the Marvel Cinematic Universe period. Um, they're addressing a multiverse like straight away and just saying this is what a multiverse is and here's how we've tackled it. Um, and I mean, I don't know how much of it is true or not true because it's only been one episode, but, uh, and certainly I don't think everyone is to be trusted yet. Um, but I like the lore adding, adding to the lore, the history of the universe, I think is, uh, probably my favorite part of this episode. This version of the universe, you know, Mm -hmm. because they've now opened the door to multiple iterations of the universe and you, you know, know who in the iterations of the universe do you no <laughs> you're still trying to get null in there but um <laughs> as noted noted multiverse hater i was pleasantly surprised to see that in the first five minutes they killed more people than thanos by <laughs> just eradicating an entire uh timeline you know they say marvel has no stakes we're about to give you all the stakes Omaha steaks. <laughs> Stukes, talk to us about steaks. Uh, you know, the butt of the cow, man. No, no, no. No, because this, I think this episode laid down the groundwork uh, uh, for a lot, not just one or two MCU projects, maybe like four or five. Yeah. And, um, and I say this this series and the Eternals are probably the most important out of phase four. Like literally, because we're seeing the we're seeing how the multiverse is coming together and how it affects everything around everybody, around all the characters. 
So, um, you know, I was, I was, yes, we finally got Mephisto. I was like, no, we didn't get Mephisto. <laughs> For <laughs> but, me, the uh, rule is don't even like, don't say Mephisto or mutants until they're like, hi, my name is Mephisto and I'm also a yeah. mutant. Like, okay, but things. Yes. You know what it was? You know what? Because I'm like, why would you show the devil then say that I'm not scared of the devil's scared of us? Like, specifically, why would you say that? You know, if it's not that. But that was Ooh. just me. To fuck with us, um, <laughs> like, is have we not learned yet that their their job is to get us talking, and, and they've done it. I mean, we all we were doing before this, we were speculating about uh, secret wars. What, what, what might secret wars look like look like in the MCU? And they were like, well, well, there was once a multiversal war that eradicated all of, re <laughs> eradicated all of reality. And then we had to rebuild <laughs> the rebuild time. Now, here's 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 a, another another little Easter egg. If you remember from the Hickman Secret Wars, how did that end with who rebuilding the multiverse? Reeds, right? Reed Richards. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the Council what? of Reeds, correct? No, it was just Reed. It was no, reading his Reed, family. Yeah. Just Reed and his family. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, now I don't. Think and Miles, right? Um, no, Miles. What? Miles came came over in the in the rebuilt universe. In the, okay, okay. When they when they had to rebuild uh, Earth Prime, you know yeah. that mm -hmm. first Earth, they um, they did him a solid. Um, I was want to say Mo Molecule Man is the guy. Um, yeah. Did him a solid because the Owen ultimate Reese, universe, right? Yeah. right? The ultimate universe was no more. And, mm -hmm. you know, there were a couple stragglers, a couple of people who survived mm -hmm. that purge. And uh, Miles was one of them because he gave him a uh, week old cheeseburger, I believe, is, is, uh, <laughs> was, was his, uh, his price the, of the survival of him and his family. So the lesson here is never throw away a cheeseburger. You never know the good hey. it could do. Um, but can, we, can, we, can we get hype about this one specific thing? We can get hype about a lot of things, but let's, what do you want to get hype? No, no here's the thing. We, it may not be battle world. It might be a literal war across worlds, it, across multiverses. It could be bigger than battle world. You know, it could be like what what they speculate about in Doctor Who when they talk about the Time Lord war gotcha. across different times and spaces and and universes. I mean, they've they've opened the door to a a pretty big uh, possible future because that's the other thing about time travel what what was past for them is future for us mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i'm trying not to get too overly excited because you know i've been on that secret invasion yeah. malevolent you know alternate <laughs> how did dimension. you feel about the variant scrolls i mean i'm trying not to get overly <laughs> excited i just said michael um but it does it really feels like that's where this is going though it really feels like like we're heading toward a war between the multiverse and whether or not the war that we're heading toward is the the war that occurred in the past or if it's a second multiverse war it really does feel like that's what at least part of the end game here end game i didn't mean to do that but uh, <laughs> at least at least part the, of the middle game. game let's call it the middle game secret empire look i liked i liked how they 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 purposely put the words madness and multiverse together within like a second of one another. Exactly. You know when you're reading comic books and like the letterer bolts out <laughs> some. <you> know, 
that was like that would lead to madness madness it would it would create a multiverse and that would lead to madness what's that episode of family guy it was like with selling the kids cigarettes smoke (laughs) it was like saying it's such a smoke (laughs) i mean it's it's like you know i'm a fan of rick and morty and you could feel yeah. the Mick, Rick and Morty foot, I mean, fingerprints all yes. over, all over like the they, storytelling. They, they, Rick and Morty took from the MCU and then the MCU took from Rick and Morty. What? I mean, I like those kind of synergies. I, I love it. But uh, oh, let's man. see, what else, what else can we talk about? Let's talk about the, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about the Time Variance Authority. Uh, okay. You know, I've got a pet theory, but I'll save it. You know, I'll let you guys give your pet theories first. Good no, or bad? Time variance story, good or bad? You mean good as in, in terms of like, are they benevolent or malevolent or good or bad? Like, oh, I no, like, I, yeah, I meant good. I meant malevolent, malevolent or benevolent. Okay. If I had to guess, I think that the time variance authority is probably. I think it's probably a neutral, but has been corrupted. Like it okay. thinks it's operating in in service of this sacred timeline. But I just have a feeling that the timekeepers who we don't see and who are too busy and who dictate to the dictators, I have a feeling that something's amiss there. Look, I am distrustful of anything that sounds a little bit too religion-y, you yeah. know? Like a, if they had called it just like the prime timeline, I probably would have been cool with it. But they were like sacred timeline at the uh-huh. end of at the end of the little orientation video. It sounded a little mantra-y, like a little, you know, it's like for all time, always. Like that was very it was a little cultiness involved in this time variance authority. And it was kind know, of like uh, for the children. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very culty. And look, they're, you know. For bureaucrats, they sure do have jackboots still, you know, they, like they sure know how to dress their military people up like up, up like uh, a little very much in the in the Nazi side of things, you know, and like I said, in the first five minutes, they straight up wiped out an entire uh, entire yeah. universe without batting an eye. And then, uh, you know, even our boy, boy Mobius. He's like, oh yeah, you know, just wait outside. It's gonna be all. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Just enjoy this little stick figure while I eradicate your entire reality. <laughs> like my my the, what my thoughts is. Um, I think the TVA, you can't trust them. The thing is, is like um, you know, protect and serve mm-hmm. by any means necessary. Oh, for sure. And, and, yeah. and yeah. I, I say that uh, Mobius is the guy who like how long I've been working for these guys, but. They, they, I just don't agree with them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I feel that Loki, he, he's over, he's in over his head. I think he realized that very early. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, one of my other theories is that, is that the Loki that they're chasing is a future version of the Loki, you know, this Loki, you know, how, I how think far the, in the future? that part, I don't know. Um, and I definitely think that Loki is going to be female. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think at some point, Loki, you know, who's who's constantly trying to run cons and constantly trying to run game, is going to realize that he actually has to take down the TVA, and and probably join forces with the other Loki, in order to do that. 
Um, but I do think that there's a good chance that Mobius is is one of those guys who's in over his head and um, you know might find out that everything isn't what it seems with the TVA. I mean, again, going back to the little orientation video, there's a creation myth, myth, and we should distrust create, creation myths mm -hmm. for the most part. You know, like there's, there was this multiversal war, which I hope happened or will happen, you know, depending on how, what kind of timey-wimey logic you like to, you know, subscribe to. And, and then the timekeepers emerged in order to put order, in order to, to, to put order on things and determine what the one true valid sacred timeline would be. What's their criteria? We don't know what their criteria is. <laughs> Did you anybody know. notice in the, when they the, the little cartoon that when they was describing mm -hmm. it in the background a little like Titan? Mm. Where the two was like, it when the two armies are fighting? Yeah, yeah. When it's like you might have led a revolution or you might yeah. have been late. Yeah, <laughs> uh -huh. that in our thread, I was like, "What is this in reference to?" Because it really looks like the Kree fighting a bunch of Thanoses on exactly. Titan. What it looks like with the down exactly. space in the back, and and it looks like it looks like. It's a reference to something. Yeah, because they because they the, the the ones on the right look gray, look grayish blue. Okay. Right. right. Then the ones on the left look look purplish, like purplish gray. Right. And then okay. there was that there was that one person that was gold that right. did a variant. Maybe it's Thanos. You know, like mm -hmm. I'm I'm just spitballing. Maybe right. it's Thanos that that created that revolution. That's why he got shunned out. Or it could um, be the it could be the deviants, right? Or the deviants, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, there, there. I, I, I think that we will revisit the the little cartoon and see um, signs of things that that are to come. Right. I think. I think that that cartoon had a had, lot more. Yeah, there were there were Easter eggs in that cartoon, but uh, yeah. I, th I think that war scene is definitely a reference to something. If it was the Cree fighting the Deviants or something, it it that those designs were a little too specific for the rest of that mm -hmm. that segment show and, and we're we going to talk about the infinity stones <laughs> i mean yeah we definitely will but so so let me let me come back around on my full theory so okay, my okay. full theory is that the time variance authority are not good guys i mean there may be good people you know working in the time variance authority but their overall goal is to ensure that one timeline and, and one timeline alone exists and that timeline is a timeline where kang wins um, and I like, I'm not sure exactly how Kang arrived at the logic that this has to be the timeline, but he did. And he's, and in order to, uh, stack the deck for all time against other time traveling interlopers, he establishes or, you know, works his way into, you know, I, I, the specific nature of how he gets his footholds in the time variance authority, but they exist to preserve this sacred timeline. And what makes it sacred is that Kang emerges from it. Right. Um, so to the, ex you know, I made the joke that, you know, he, this could be set at the end of phase seven of the MCU. You know, right. basically they've seen, they've seen all the Marvel movies into 2040. And, and, you know, at the end of it, Kang emerges and they're like, all right, so we have to make sure that everything plays out the way it played out from the beginning of, of time to this moment. 
Exactly. Any other possible variations? Exactly. Any other? Uh, uh, I don't want to say the M word. Uh, people, uh, inhumans, you know, agents of Shield, all that stuff, you know, pruned off the timeline. Uh, every possible other universe that could exist, that where there's even a, an inkling that they could oppose, that they could oppose Kang, they gotta go. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's kind of where I'm where I'm at right now, based on what we have. Like we have to remember that Spider-Man and uh, Doctor Strange lead directly into each other. Yeah. So, but we don't know, right? But what we don't know, go. You know, like so far, nothing in this phase has been linear. You know, nothing has happened right after the other. Everything's been kind of in its own again, like how time travel works, where everything is happening in its own at its, in its own time, and then eventually it's supposed to make sense. So for all we know, this multiverse stuff that will happen in Doctor Strange, and I mean, it could be the consequence of this, or it could be the precursor to this. You know, we won't know until we see it, and we see like the, the connective tissue. You know, whether they, whether something that gets referenced here ends up popping up um, you know, in Multiverse of Madness or in Spider-Man, then we'll be able to kind of backfit it and figure out what caused what. But one of the coolest, one of the cool things and the uncool things about time travel, I mean, you get it all the time if you watch a lot of Doctor Who, is that causality is all over the place. You know, you might think that one thing is causing the other, and then you find out it's the consequence of something, you know, that right. hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah, I, I like I like that theory. I, I do, and especially I mean, you know, doing the deep dive again on that animated segment, one of those timekeepers looks a hell of a lot like Kang, and so it's it's not. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that this is all in service of Kang the Conqueror, and I mean, all three timekeepers might be versions of Kang for all we that, know. That's um, the point. So I, I think that uh, I like that theory a lot. And I think that I think that w- they're not focused so much on how many people they're killing all the time. I mean, like they look at yeah. what Thanos did. And they're like, oh, cool. You knocked out half half yeah. of the universe. <laughs> we do all of the universe many times a day. Yeah. So. And- and you've read uh, you've read Time Runs Out, right? No. Oh, probably, probably not. No. Okay, so I so I'm gonna quickly I'm gonna do my best to quickly okay. run down what happens if Time Runs Out, which is the lead in to Secret Wars. Okay. Um, read, read Richard's diagnosis that the multiverse is dying, that somehow the universes are collapsing in on each other. I've definitely read this this issue. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and the universes are collapsing in on each other, and essentially, um, two things are happening. One is that there are incursions where one universe kind of crosses into another, mm-hmm. but beyond that, when 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 one universe uh, destroys another, it accelerates the process of of it happening again. So okay. so there are it started out as some high number of universes. And little, and little by little, they're, they're, they're winding, winding down. And at some point, they're all going to destroy themselves. And he figures out that Earth is the point where they constantly keep coming into contact with, with each other. So 
he and the rest of the Illuminati get together and they say, we think that there's a possibility that they can stave off the destruction of their universe by incursions. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm filling, I'm filling Carlos in by destroying, oh. by destroying any of the incurs, incurs, incurring universes. So they build a device which allows them to kill a world, well, kill a universe. Uh, and they travel to that universe and, and, they, and they destroy it. But the problem is that they're supposed to be heroes, right? Right. So, so, it, so initially, like Steve Rogers is like, wait a second. Well, no, actually even before that, initially, um, you know, when, they, when they're recruiting people, uh, T'Challa's like, I mean, I don't approve of what you're doing, but I definitely want to be in the room. Uh, where this decision is made because mm -hmm. I know how this how this goes. Like you know, Carlos, listen um, to this part. Listen to this part. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the exact words, but he's basically like, "You guys are gonna make this decision regardless." So I'm gonna be here, <laughs> you know. But then, and but so um, so when Steve Rogers makes his objection and is like, "Guys, we can't do this. We're supposed to be heroes, right?" T'Challa's like. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I know I was, I didn't approve, but I mean, this is what we got to do, <laughs> you know? So then what they do is they basically erase Steve's memory. Steve's memory. <laughs> and, and they just put him on a different mission so that he like is none the wiser the about, like, about what their plan is. Like, so, so then they, so yeah. So then they, they seek out, uh, I think first they seek out Dr. Doom and Dr. Doom is pissed. He's like, you should have come to me first. No, I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> like, so literally, literally. Dr. Doom's like, I'm not gonna help you. You didn't come to me first, you know? Um, so then you go to Namor. Uh, Namor joins up. Well, maybe Namor was there before, but, I, but either way, Namor joins up. And so they get to that moment where they have to destroy their first universe. And everyone's, get, everyone's like, we, we know this has to be done. You know, we're ready to do it. And, and then it comes down to the moment of like pushing the button and nobody can do it. And Namor's like, fuck it, it's gotta be me. You know, like he's like, he's like I, I do what you guys don't have the courage to do because of your, you know, morality, you know? So he does it. And that's like the first step, but they have to keep doing it. And over, like there's, right. And their stomach for it just doesn't exist. You know, like they, 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 they're always trying to look for like another way to do it. Eventually Namor's like, you know what? If you guys can't do it, I'm going to call some people who can. It's like Thanos, <laughs> a whole bunch of people who are like villains. And they're like, so, so they like, they do it and they're like having fun with it, you know? Sure. Cause they're like, oh, we get to, I get to destroy a whole universe. And then like, I get to conquer it, defeat whoever their protectors are and then eventually destroy the universe, where do I sign up? You know, mm -hmm. so fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. You know, there's other stuff that's happening where they're trying to find another way, another solution. And then eventually we're down to the final two universes, which are the 616 and the ultimate universe. Um, and basically they have this war, short war, you know, like one issue where it's basically <laughs> like, you know, one only one uh, universe will remain, but in reality, none of the universes are going to remain. Mm -hmm. um, Reed builds an arc to, for the survivors. Ultimate Universe Reed also builds an arc 
for his survivors. Naturally. You know? <laughs> and then wouldn't you know it, we don't find out this until Secret Wars, that while all of this was happening, Doom was like, oh, I got, I got a new, I have my own plan to save the entire universe. And that's how you get the Secret Wars because his doom actually succeeded where neither where none of the heroes did. He was able battle to World. right. He was able to create Battle World, which was remnants of all of the universes that had been destroyed um, into one universe where he was the god, of course. And oh Reed Richards god. didn't exist. And of course, Loaf. Reed Richards didn't exist because he's 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 doom. <laughs> no, no, yeah. we get an all white Doctor Doom. Like his suit is yeah. all white. No, no, yeah, oh. the, yeah. The design, oh, is, the design is sick. The design is that, sick. Wow. But, but all of this was precursor to what I was trying to get at, which is that we have a time variance authority who are doing what the Illuminati and what the uh, time runs out storyline was doing, but with none of the the moral quandary, with none of mm -hmm. the struggles right. about you know what it means to wipe out an entire. Uh, entire universe. You're just like, oh, well, this is just what we got to do, you know. And I think you're right on the religiosity of the the sacred timeline. Like they're doing it in service of the sacred timeline, so it, it justifies it. Like, right. But it's a weird so justification. I, got, I had a question for both of y'all. Sure. Do you do you do you think we will see the Illuminati? No, I don't. I think that this, honestly, I think that what the TVA is doing is allowing them to do what the Illuminati did without putting dirt on the names of all the people who were in the Illuminati. All of the heroes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it, like they're like, accomplishing you know, the same thing, but doing it in the face of a bureaucracy rather than in the face of, because in the comics, you can do that. You can say like, oh my God, uh, Tony Stark, um, uh, Doctor Strange, Professor X. Whoever, yeah. you guys have done things that are unforgivable, but we're going to forgive you in like six years. Like we're just going to mm -hmm. pretend that you didn't do that before. <laughs> okay, hear, hear me out. If there is a multiverse war at some point, you might see an Illuminati from another universe. They're Dr. Strange, they're Professor no, All of that. Like, that's what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Like, did we and, and they already have goatees, so it's perfect. Exactly. <laughs> people like the masses are not ready for what's coming up in the next six or seven movies because we're going to see so many different versions of the people we've been used to and you know how you know how people they can be so critical of something that doesn't exist mm -hmm. so the, there's going to be so many angry people why you change my favorite character like that how, why are you going to do that what he's evil, sir. You have to read the comic books. I don't know though. I mean, I, I the way I feel about it is that you can't. You know, you always have to tread lightly in live action. I think that when you're dealing with you know comics, when you're dealing with animation, I think the people's appetite for things that are beyond what beyond their reality is is always wider. Um, they're, mm -hmm. they're always they show up with a with a more wide open imagination when it's drawn. But when it's special effects, people are always looking for the seams. They're always looking for mm -hmm. the think the flaws in the CGI, you know. So you can't put ten uh, Peter Parkers on the screen in live action the way you can put ten Peter Parkers on the screen in animation, you know. You so, think you think that's ever gonna happen? I mean, maybe way down the line, but not. I don't think in not, the. I don't think in the near future. I think okay. I think we have to sort of build up to the idea. 
you know, of seeing multiple versions of all of our heroes. Like basically, imagine, imagine the end game uh, portals scene, right? Like that took 10 years to get to the portal scene. Yeah. It probably takes another 10 years to get to one side of the portal scene against another side. Another of the side. Scene, that, that, that makes a lot of fucking sense. God I'm thinking, damn. Like, imagine if Endgame happened at the end of phase one. We, right. it, we wouldn't be it, invested. It would have been too, it would have been too soon. Yeah. yeah. So I think that like you build up, you can build up, like Stoops, you said six or seven movies. I'm thinking more like 16 movies like wow i mean it took what 22 movies to get to endgame that's true yeah you know like i think i mean we'll throw in the count the disney plus um seasons as like their own movie i think it's going to take another 16 to 20 units of marvel to get to something where if you saw two two dimensions fighting against each other you're invested a little bit on both sides you know whatever Mm -hmm. I think I think yeah. the villain, you know, the antagonists are compelling. All of that, it's going to take a long time to build to. And this this episode of television did a lot, I think, to build that out. If they wanted mm-hmm. to go that, if they wanted to go that route, right. and I, and, and I, secret, in, you, you know how you have, we've got Secret Invasion, which everybody knows is a, is a is a scroll story, and we've got mm-hmm. Secret, isn't a scroll story. It's a different thing altogether. Personally, I think it's going to be Secret Invasion leading to a secret war mm. that is what we know from the comics necessarily. Mm. It's aim, you know, they're playing a cover. It's not, a, it's not quite the same thing. And I think that that's what it's building to, but I'm talking three, four phases down the line, we're going to get that big multiverse cataclysm. I mean, like the, the thing is, you have, to, you have to realize, right? We're getting so much more content than we ever even imagined in the last, 10 years because yeah. we, we used to get three four movies in a year and that's it now we're getting five movies in one year and five and series on top of that five <laughs> series like right. you know what i mean like how much world building how th- that's what i was getting at like how much how many years like they can they can reduce the years you know but by making us fair, that's characters. fair they could get there faster you're right they could yeah. But I, but I do think that, you know, I mean, I was going to, I was, what I, the other thing I was going to jump in with is that I think that to the extent that, you know, we, we try not to say the M word on this podcast, but to the extent that, to the extent that people want there to be mutants, I think that it probably makes sense. If you're going to do crazy multiverse stuff, it probably makes sense to just have your giant multiverse war, which, you know, is cataclysmic and destroys reality as we know it. And then when you rebuild it, you rebuild it in a world that has mutants rather than try mm. to seed mutants in a world, which is also building to a multiverse. Mm. You know, I think that they've already announced that they're doing the Fantastic Four. So the Fantastic yeah. Four is, is, is on the table. And, we, and the Fantastic Four probably has a better entree into this kind of multiversal storytelling mm-hmm. than, the, than the mutants do. You know, you mm-hmm. could say that uh, Reed Richards pl- was playing around with a multiverse device and, and his, his, uh, his, he and his family got pulled into another universe. Like you can do that um, easily. And then, mm-hmm. you know, now they're back. 
You know, it's like, yeah. we've seen all these different universes. We've, we, we've seen this multiversal war play out. And now we're here to, you know, to help our earth survive the multiversal wars, you know, this, the secret wars, as it were, you right. know, like, like I could see that actually transitioning quite nicely, you know, Fantastic Four is the, is the way that we first say the words, the secret war, you know, the secret wars and, and everyone's like, I get it, you know, mm -hmm. there we want, we were asking ourselves where Reed Richards was. He was out over in these other universes, you know, fighting in the secret wars. And now he's here trying to save us. Right. You know, um, it's, it's so, it's so crazy, right? 2015, the end of like November, 2015, my homeboy, he used to work for Disney. He was like, there's going to be secret wars coming. It's going to be a TV show. Like you are crazy, yo. I said, but, <laughs> but you know, like he works, he worked for Disney. So I'm like, uh, yeah, whatever. Like they're gonna make it a, a two-part movie, whatever. <laughs> it's like and he I promise you when the, the, the investors uh announcements, he called me and was silent on the phone for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you do and I told you so. You just that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> you saw my name like, on the ID. You know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> no, you do it no, even like, better, you do it as a as a FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it was so crazy like like uh my wife is like like why are you screaming for why are you screaming i'm like babe 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 stop it you don't understand this yet and she because she she's seen all the movies right mm -hmm. but she doesn't understand the importance of the right. movies mm -hmm. so i'm like she looks at all of them she she stood up with me three in the morning waiting for wandavision three in the morning <laughs> waiting for falcon and winter soldier and, and i'm like but she's like, okay, that was nice. That was real nice. And then slept. How do you, like, what are you doing? Like, my mom Look, is I had, right I had now. to stop doing those late night screenings because I would be too hype. I would be too hyped after them to go to bed. You know, I realized that it's better to watch it and get, and be energized first thing in the morning than to try to like stay up till three o'clock and then try to go to bed. I was like, nope. Right. See, I, I'm, I'm, I'm used to doing that though. Like, but in terms like that's big sky stuff. Like in terms of like the series yeah. itself, this episode of television. Yeah, I was like, I was about to pull it back. I was about to say, you know, let's go back down to sort of like surface level um, and talk about some of the performances. Um, mm. I personally think that uh, you know, we, kudos kudos to Owen Wilson. Yes, you know, I never wanted Owen Wilson in the MCU. I was I'm not a huge fan of him as an actor. Okay. Uh, but I, th I mean, I don't dislike him, but I never thought to myself, there's a role in, in MCU that's perfect for him. Um, but you know what? I think he did the thing. And I think his chemistry with Tom Hiddleston, you know, was, was, was I mean, yeah. like, it, it was like a combination of interrogation and therapy. Yeah. And, and it worked for me. He's a better therapist than uh <laughs> than this Falcon and Windows soldier. <laughs> come together, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. If she was so bad at her job, people thought she was Mephisto. <laughs> <laughs> or a sprite. <laughs> you know, you know what's one thing about that, like his um uh, Morbius that I noticed. Uh, uh mm -hmm. Morbius, sorry. Morbius. Um yeah. He didn't say, wow. No, <laughs> listen, we, listen, I, look, here's what's happening. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you exactly what's happening. 
we're not getting a wow until episode five, either five. either episode five or the end of episode four. But I think episode five, there's going to be some crazy revelation. And then he's going to be like, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is happening. That is happening. Like, I'm just letting you know when 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 it's revealed when it's re- like some either it's either it's gonna be like the Kang revelation, or it's gonna be you know the the low key baby low you know kid low key. But either way, episode five is where we're gonna get our Mobius. Wow, wow. that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm hoping for for some like Texas uh, as many Texas drawl kind of words. <laughs> Kind of the vernacular, like the calling someone a wild cat or something like that. <laughs> like, like the one Wilson is. This is a wild cat. Yeah. He's a real wild cat, this one. Wow. Listen, Lily Flower. <laughs> have, and, you uh, seen, have you seen Midnight in Paris? I have not. It's it's Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Okay, and I mean, really? But, but uh, Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson, actually, um, uh, the dude, the, the villain from the first Ant Man. Uh, what is that actor's name? I can't believe it. He plays. Um, yeah. He plays Corey Stoll. Corey Stoll. Yes. 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 Yeah. yes. Uh, he's in it. He plays Ernest Hemingway. Like it's it's actually it's I mean it's a Woody Allen movie so mm. noted uh, but no, yeah. uh, but it is like it is one of the better Woody Allen movies of the last decade. Yeah. But yeah. again, pretty sure that all the Woody Allen timelines got um you know reset. Um, <laughs> And actually, it's a movie about time travel. That's interesting. <laughs> I mean, we got we to shout out to the voice acting uh, big name, uh, Tara Strong. For uh, Who was Miss Minutes? Yes, she was Miss Minutes. That's, that's awesome. And, and, and just so you know, she was inspired by the DNA uh, person from Jurassic Park. Of course she was, because oh. it's like a southern, like, the dinosaurs. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's, I mean, if you listen to, to Miss Minutes, this is exactly what this is a reference to. We can get those things together though. Miss Minutes, Mr. DNA. Like Los, like you said, that, that whole cartoon is so much more to it than we're like letting, we're seeing, you know? There's like a group of people walking and it's like, there's a robot and a upright beaver. <laughs> yeah, I'm like. What's going on here? It, was, it definitely gave me Jetsons vibes. Yes. I, I was into it. Yeah. I like that retro futurist mm-hmm. stuff. That's cool. Yeah, and I mean, again, tying back to to you know this this uh, theory that we're currently working through about the Fantastic Four. That's a it's a little uh, a little retro futuristic uh, vibe to them always as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, you know, I mean, I don't. Do you guys did you guys watch um, Lovecraft Country? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So shout out to Wunmi Musaku. As okay. Hunter B fifteen, mm-hmm. oh. you know, aka the uh, she will beat your ass in a one sixteenth speed. <laughs> <laughs> I like a, I like I love when TV shows have to explain what it is that's going on. It's like you're experiencing this at one sixteenth speed, but experiencing all of the pain in real time. <laughs> There's no reason for her to tell this guy that he's. You know what it is? You have to you have to assume yeah. the audience is stupid. Oh right. no, 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 listen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, in real life, no one's going to do that. Um, yeah. but but you know, you gotta you gotta slide in ex- exposition when you can. Right. 
you know and you know i mean she's black he's white maybe she you know there is there is a track record of black women you know like really telling you about yourself like <laughs> so like she's like you are in fact getting these hands right now <laughs> at all the moments all yes. the moments in fact, in fact, when I rewatched it, I was kind of like, only one sixteenth, maybe like one two fifty six. That would have been yeah. <laughs> like extra slow mo beatdown. I was a little disappointed when I rewatched it that he got the drop on her that second time. Mm. Um, you know, she just she's more of a trained fighter, and yeah. you know the, the the ease in which she was able to, he was he was able to you know turn the tables on her and then put the collar around her. The uh, what's it called? The time twister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and and you know what? You fully seen his mischievous side. Fully, when he was doing the thing. Oh yeah, he like, was having fun with. He's like, oh, he was we... having so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, a, a time twister could be a various levels of torture device. Like, no matter what what age age range you're in, you know, like right. You know, again. Uh, I don't know if this is your first show. If it is, I apologize. But uh, we occasionally talk about our OnlyFans channel. And the Time Twister, the Time Twister has, has a lot of different uses, if you know what I mean. $12 for a week. $12 uh, <laughs> for a week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, you know, I was a fan of how every now and then an underrated part about of Tom Hiddleston's acting performance is that he does kind of those sort of pratfalls very well. Like, do you guys remember <laughs> Thor Ragnarok when he was, um, you know, basically like played by Doctor Strange, you know, within minutes, you know, he, he's, I don't know if it's the Britishness of it all, um, but he, he's able to make the, the face of like, how dare you do this to me? <laughs> I, am a, I am a God. I am a God. I, I deserve respect. You know, I mean, even as far back as the first Avengers movie, you know, even the the first Avengers movie when the the Hulk just like beats him pillow to post, you know, yeah. he, it's 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 a skill that a lot of actors don't have, of right. um, you know, kind of turning their dignity into an, an entree for for comedic moments, and I think he played it very well in this in this episode. He's also got like one of the hardest jobs in the MCU because he is playing an antagonist but he's also he's 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 a rascal and yeah you know, he's a rascal like but he's so he's also playing he's got to be playing someone who's still worthy of thor's love mm-hmm. right and someone that we will root for sometimes right and hate at other times um and you want to see him get out of situations when it's with someone like thanos you want to mm-hmm. see him get out of get out of it when it's with someone worse yeah. But he still tries to conquer the earth. So it's it, right. it is a really rough um balance that he's got to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh so, I but mean, I like, think but I think this earth. episode really helped to I mean it made textual what was always subtext yeah. that he's not sadistic, he doesn't actually enjoy hurting people, but he knows that he has to kind of like front like he's capable of this of this harshness but we know at the heart of it he's kind of a sad boy who just wants the love of his parents you know he's acting out 
for the respect that he feels is like he's you know entitled to and he's 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 very um what's the word i'm looking for um he's very petulant you know mm-hmm. that that that's one of the the major defining characteristics of him more so than malevolent he will do bad things but he'll do them in order to present a front of a of a, a dictator of a right. of a king of a, a ruler but he's he's sort of pretending to be cruel rather than being actually cruel and right. and most of the time you know imagine remember we had him ruling asgard you know obviously pretending to be odin and what did he do he just kind of like you know fucked around and and watched plays about about himself and where he was being you know elevated like he, he just that's all he really wants he mm-hmm. just wants people to kiss his ass. He just wants people mm-hmm. to, to say he's great, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though he's a villain, even though he's a bad guy, he's a bad guy that just just basically wants his ego massaged. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very, uh, you know, he's not sympathetic. Not like Killmonger or Thanos. Well, no, he's sympathetic in a different way. He's not sympathetic in the way that he's right. He's sympathetic yeah. in the way that he's like wrong, but in a way that makes you pity him you know yeah, yeah. He, he's sympathetic mm-hmm. in the way that like you have that maybe that sibling or that cousin who just like can't get right mm-hmm. you know like he's yeah. never his life together and you just know it's because like it's because maybe his father didn't love him so much or because he exactly. didn't get hurt as a kid like it, for loki it all comes down to like his whole existence is based on a lie mm-hmm. and you know he's like why am i not as strong as my brother well, it turns out you're not actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, tying it back in, like his, his brother is the golden boy, right. you know? So mm. a lot of us can relate to the idea of you, this is little brother syndrome of like, you know, my, my big brother was promised everything. He's not necessarily the greatest guy either, but mm-hmm. he's going to get everything promised to him he's he's the he's the he's got the family name he's right. the person that's going to get the i don't know if you guys watch succession yes, okay. yes. he's he's um the, the kieran uh hein, kieran no. the, yeah what's his name again kieran culkin kieran culkin he's a kieran culkin character oh okay so, yeah like he's that guy in in succession you know he's <laughs> very much the same kind of role where it's like he's the screw-up but it's also he's trying to get his father's love because he's not the one who was supposed to inherit the throne. Right. And Odin is very clear about, I mean, like actually to reference in like another Owen Wilson movie, he's, he's Royal Tenenbaum. He's like, <laughs> this is my adopted son, Loki. Right. <laughs> although, although when you remember in the first in the first Thor movie, he didn't say he was adopted. He had to find out he was adopted. Right. So you know, like there's a certain psychology of a child who's not the you know birth child finding out that ultimately you know all of their fears about not being loved as much you know right. can be validated by the fact that they're not the birth child. Exactly. I remember. I remember in the first Thor, Loki wasn't bad. He just hated being in the shadow of Thor. Yeah. Well, he went bad because of that. Because right. Of that. Yeah. That's yeah. the only reason why. Like he he went over the edge because of that. And uh Loki, I feel like and Loki's loved too by the people, by the real world people, you know, like mm. like they people love his character, like hit the actor. Oh, you mean like, oh you mean uh, you mean real. here, you mean like real that's yeah, what you meant in the real universe. world, real yeah. world. No, no, but no, I think it's world. because they did the work. I think when they for all people's for all people's 
dislike of the two Thor movies, mm-hmm. I think that they got the characters, they still got the characters right. They still mm-hmm. were pitch perfect in terms of the dynamic between Loki and Thor and, and never really truly um, violating the precepts of what, what makes them believable, what makes especially Loki believable as someone who can be a scoundrel, but still be um, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, that when it comes down to it, they're still brothers. As operatic as those first two film, the Thor films are, they never reach like Star Wars level opera where it's like, now you are my sworn enemy. It's always like, you're my brother, come home. <laughs> right. Talk yeah. About, you know, yeah. mom, be so mad, but you'll be okay. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> it never gets like as high as the stakes get somehow. The, the, the familial, mm-hmm. interpersonal, you know, never get too high. It's ever but like, I think. Never- but I think one of the things that works, right, is that these are gods, you know? Right, right. So, so like, is- it over the course of millennia, all grudges can kind of be forgiven. Right. You know, it's like, oh, man, I didn't talk to, I didn't talk to Thor for 100 years, you know, because of that last thing that he did. But, like, we're, we're cool now, you know? Like, it, 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 it operates on, a, on a, like, a different level of morality as long as there as long as they're still in asgard as long as they're still the thor uh and loki dynamic um but it's only but you know one of the reasons why i think it the arc had to end by infinity war was that asgard was gone the status quo had changed and now this, this was a new environment for uh thor and loki and you know it was ultimately the end of both of their arcs, but they found a way to kind of reset Loki's arc through this show. And I'm very curious to see uh, where they go in this reset for Loki, whether it's still with Tom Hiddleston or it's with some of the other rumored uh, actors that are going to be playing variants of Loki. Um, Stooks, do you have thoughts about uh, potential low-key variants that we could see um, in the, well, that we probably did see at the end of this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that the uh, female Loki is going to, they're going to be in conjunction. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And I think they're going to be yeah. um, So are you with together. me that, that the Loki that we saw at the end was the female Loki? Absolutely. Okay. Because, because like, like I said, um, I think that the TVA is presented as protagonist, but there's a reason. There's always a reason why he does what he does, mm-hmm. always. And, and it's like uh, when, when we like the like you said, episode four or five. There's going to be a revelation that's going to be so crazy. Right. You know, you know we get our traditional. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was one detail that, that I missed the first watch through that I caught the second watch through, which is that um, when when we're when we're in um, uh, 16th century France, um, mm-hmm. the the agent says that this has been the sixth attack in that week, mm-hmm. right? Um, so obviously by the end we get the seventh attack. He's accumulating these these reset bombs. You know, that his MO is that he takes out the team, you know, he takes out the team, he steals the reset bomb. So right Mm -hmm. now he's in possession of seven reset bombs 
or she, he or she, depending on which Loki it is, or whether there are multiple Loki teams. There could be a, you know, there could be a Loki, a Loki squad for all we know. Well, um, I think there's too much pride for that. If they're all Lokis, you never know. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's a very good point. But, but the point is, why are they collect? Why are they collecting these these reset bombs? There's got to be some big. There's got to be some big moment. Now, I don't know if you noticed the the gum, right? That the gum that he gave the kid was Kablui, Kablui, yeah. Kablui, Kablui brand gum. You know, blueberry. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't pay attention to the to the flavor, but the Kablui, the explosion, you know, sound. Yeah, because you know, like it's because it said B L E W berry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um so maybe the goal is to uh detonate a reset bomb at the TVA. Mm-hmm. Um and who knows what the what the ramifications of that would be. Uh, I, I I would say I would I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. The, the I think the, the biggest thing in this entire series, because we, we already established his identity, right? Loki. We already established mm-hmm. that, like the our Tom Hiddleston Loki. Now we gotta we're gonna establish many identities. So I think that I think that um, with the time variant, the Avengers Loki, he's gonna meet himself and he's gonna be like, no, I'm the only Loki that needs to be in this universe, whatever universe. Mm. And I think that he's gonna try to take over each universe while helping the TVA at the same time. You see, I think that we I think that where he's going to start is there. I think where he's going to start mm-hmm. as these Lokis are somehow defective and it, yeah. he's he's right. He got his head on straight and that he's gonna try to like take out the other Lokis because they're not the right, they're not they're not enlightened the way he is. You know, he yeah, has and, found and- his he has found his glorious purpose, and that is uh preserving, you know, the timeline. But he's going and, to and the female right, I but then the he's going Loki- to learn that that his his what he's been serving is 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 not for the benefit of all and and then he's gonna i think join up with with the female loki female loki yeah i think i think he's gonna meet his match with the female loki exactly um but but i think that there are other lokis i think there's gonna be an old loki i think it's gonna be a young Mm. loki i think they're you know I think it would be kind of fun if there were uh, different. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but if there were like different race Lokis, um, mm, <laughs> um, that'd, that'd be cool. I would love to see that. Yeah, but but I but I think that over the course of these next couple episodes, um, trying to um, be basically like the profiler, the Loki profiler, um, mm. going to these crime scenes and figure out, um, you know, as Loki, what Loki would do. Is, is going to occupy our next couple of weeks. Um, and I think, but I do think that by the end, he realizes that um, the TVA are, have a nefarious agenda and he has definitely. to, you know. Yeah. So wonder what is he like, what is he doing? But like, why? Why are, why are these time points? Why is he doing it? Oh, sorry. Yeah. So, so you, you dipped out for a couple seconds, uh, Carlos. So what I had mentioned is that he, so far, you know, I missed it the first watch room and the second watch through. I mean, he's been collecting, he's, he's had six previous attacks and now seven, right? Right. So he's been collecting these, uh, these retcon bombs or whatever they're called the reset bombs. 
Okay. So he's in possession of seven of them right now. Or he or she, depending on, or, you know, or whether it's a team of Lokis. The bottom line is that not only are, not only is Loki taking out the team, but he's snatching up the reset bombs. So he's, he's building up an arsenal of these reset bombs. And I think he's eventually going to attack the TVA with the reset bombs. Um, Interesting. With the goal of, of taking them out and, and unleashing whatever is meant to be unleashed with no TVA. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I think that's the plan so far as I've been able to divine it, but, you know. But I mean, they're bringing the retcon bombs to the points where he is, or Lo whatever Loki, she, yeah. it, they, however many there are, puppy Loki and, and <laughs> Loki that's a teacup head according to the TVA cartoon. Um, they're, uh, Loki is going to different points and murdering people and then the TVA is showing up. So this is just traps across time. Yeah, I think he's setting traps. Yeah, okay. I think, I mean, because I don't think he's necessarily murdering people. I think he's just making a fuss, you know, making sort of like a, creating enough of an anomaly that the TVA shows up and then ambushing them and, okay. and taking them out and stealing their, and stealing their bombs. Interesting. I mean, because ultimately he knows that they're still going to eventually eradicate that timeline, but he's grabbing a time, he's grabbing a timeline eradicating bomb on his way out. Right. Interesting. You know, and, and it feels like, it feels like the goal is to take out the TVA, but maybe there's another, maybe it's more, it's more of a structure than that. Maybe it has to be certain order of different timelines that go i don't know that part i still need more episodes to figure out but but i he's definitely cre building an arsenal maybe maybe he's attempting to stop the collapsing of the multiverse hmm. by ending that moment where that where it happens thus remaking all of time yeah, I mean, that could be, it could be that too, right? I mean, it could just be that Loki wants there to be a multiverse. Right. In his vision, in his vision. Yeah. If, the, if, if, if the, these Lokis are somehow from a multiverse, like they're remnants of a multiverse, and they're like, we just want our multiverse back, mm -hmm. we want our universe back. Mm -hmm. um, I was this close to controlling the universe that I and then it's got destroyed. <laughs> or or even better think about it like this so like if loki if if loki wants a purpose right like what's the same way we talked about how like eradicating a timeline is like killing trillions of people like rebuilding the multiverse is you know i, I can't even do the, the 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 high level numbers of what it would mean to create millions of worlds Right. With, that each all have that each all have trillions of people on it, you know, right. that Loki would be the biggest hero in the history of heroes if he were able to liberate the multiverse from the the, the yoke of the TVA. And to you go know, back to what you said, Mike, mm -hmm. that's all he wants. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there is that moment where he watches his life play out and he laughs. Oh, that was crazy. The idea of that he that he even thought he had a grand purpose that he was bestowed with, you know, that he is 
what did, what was the word he like he is uh burdened with grand yeah. purpose and then right. basically glorious gets, glorious purpose glorious purpose and he's right. leveled by the tva where like your purpose is to lose your so purpose that, is to the, make other people exactly. find their heroism yeah you bring out the best in other people by antagonizing them essentially right. and um but if if he if that's what he's looking for is glorious purpose i mean what better than than what's more glorious yeah then bring back the multiverse so it very well may be that that's what eventually brings our uh protagonist loki to the side of the other lokis that you know you all you've been trying to do is wipe out universes but I'm trying to rebuild the entire multiverse. Right. Yeah. I mean, because and, and, and just one more, one more little droplet just to get him on the other side. There's actually a universe where you're the hero. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like just from a meta perspective, like knowing that there is a multiverse of madness coming out. Mm -hmm like something must happen to the sacred timeline if there's a multiverse of madness. Knowing that there is an America Chavez who appears to be able to punch holes in the multiverse just from the artwork that leaked, you know? Yeah. Um, there, there has to be some, there has to be a multiverse in order to come right. from a universe, you know? But, I mean, so. but listen, arguing the other side, right? Is that, we, we, again, don't know when this is set. So this all could be set in the aftermath of this multiversal war that we know is Sure, coming, yes. You know? um, I'm hope, I, I feel like I, we could go either way on it, especially because of Kang and his time travel piece of the puzzle. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna need more episodes to figure out what, whether thinking in just in terms of this show we've had this conversation before like what's the most satisfying ending for the series yeah. versus what serves the larger storytelling of the mcu you know and we will we will definitely return to this to this discussion in in, in subsequent episodes where we ask ourselves like where should the show go versus where should the show go in terms of setting up other things it's right. so hard because we know about the multiverse of madness we know about the spider-man multiverse shenanigans we know about america Ch you know what i mean like so so there's a temptation to to say like how does this serve the larger narrative but there's also the part of the puzzle which is that you know we are it's a six-hour show and they could there's a there's a satisfying arc that could probably be told in the five subsequent hours right I mean, and also like it, it's starting to connect to the other Disney Plus series, well, specifically WandaVision, where you know we we saw the word Nexus really big on the mm -hmm. screen. Today. Yeah, yeah, we did. And we know that they define a Nexus event as when you stray from the timeline, and that could it could lead to a multiverse. Yeah. And we know that the last dream or the last uh, commercial in the WandaVerse series was for nexus brand you know right. antidepressants exactly uh, and which, we know that wanda is going to be in the multiverse of madness right yeah right exactly so we just like was that finale with uh agatha was that a nexus event 
did that when when Agatha when Agatha says you have no idea what you've just done mm-hmm. was it you have no idea what you've just done you've just undone the sacred timeline you've just created a multiverse or something you know we don't we don't know right so yeah so I mean other other final thoughts I guess before we we wind down the the uh, the episode. Um, I loved I love the look of this show. I love that it's not afraid to be very absurd. And I mean, Loki says it like this is absurd like several times. Um, I love the the low key curbiness of it. <laughs> the when low he, key. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> when he looks out at the at the the, the city, the, the TVA city. city. Yeah. Like, this is, this is a Kirby book. Like yeah. this looks, this is, this is everything. Um, yeah. I love the, I, I kind of tend toward the, the Taika corner of the, mm-hmm. of the MCU that kind of weird and funny and absurd. Um, and this feels like a piece with that. And I love the, again, low key um, changes in stakes. We've now seen like, Infinity Wars ain't shit on this, you know, to mm-hmm. these people. And it's like Infinity Stones, I'm sorry, aren't aren't anything right. to these people. So like everything we have just known were the most powerful. Yeah. Artifacts. We've got a drawer full of your MacGuffins. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. And your so, MacGuffins are paperweights. Literally paperweights for us. So um I like that shift in the dynamics and that we basically uh you know like in music it would be like this is kind of a key change we're singing mm-hmm. the same song but suddenly the stakes are a little bit higher because we, we just changed it a little bit and i i am here for that um i've learned from the other two disney plus series this is going to end with laser hands and, <laughs> and robot eyes and okay i'm just gonna you know you're gonna enjoy the first five episodes before we get to Shiko boom boom boom. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. Uh, you know, so I'll I'll you know that's just what it's gonna have to be. Um, and yeah, I I I am actually kind of like refreshed that I'm not gonna have to have the debate with people that like oh what this is really about is mm-hmm. you know, like WandaVision. What WandaVision was really about is trauma. It's like yeah, kind of. Yes, kind of. And then they just threw that away. Like <laughs> just abandoned it. Like in you know, like I don't, I don't want to have the high level. What this is really about is blah 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 blah. Like let's just have a space romp and uh, time heists. And this feels more like a heist film than than yeah. than uh, Endgame does. This is these are literally a group of Lokis going around. But can, but can I can I can I tell you or at least give you my take on why that is. Mm. We have been with Loki longer than a lot of the other characters. We've actually deep dived on Loki quite a bit um, into what makes him tick. Mm -hmm. And we don't need to, like this this show doesn't exist to tell Loki's story. This is very much a denouement on Loki's story, which was already told across all the films. The other, the other shows were about, hey, this character that you don't really know very well, here's our chance to get in to the interiority of what makes this character tick. And, mm-hmm. and 
so many people, you know, whether you're a fan of Scarlet Witch, whether you're a fan of Vision, whether you're a fan of uh, Bucky, whether you're a fan of Sam, that's what people wanted. They wanted the chance to explore the psyche of this character. Because we've already done that with Loki, this is just an opportunity to have fun. That's a really astute observation. The, you know, this, this isn't the let's get to know Loki better. We know everything about Loki. That's, that's, that's a brilliant observation. And, and I really, yeah, that, that is, this show doesn't have to do that lifting. They did that in 30 seconds. Like getting to know him, with, <laughs> literally, like like getting to know his like the Avengers version of Loki. They literally that in thirty seconds when he was watching yeah. death. Mom, they, dad, they, dad. they they had him watch the previously on the MCU. <laughs> you know, you know, like honestly, what I think would have been a good, a better touch maybe for that scene is if he feels those experiences, even if he doesn't like, even if he hasn't lived them yet, mm-hmm. because. Yeah. You know, like because because it is something to watch your your story play out on TV and go like, yeah, maybe maybe that's how that's all kind of worked out. He was emotional though. He was. He was very emotional. Like, I'm not saying I don't buy it. I buy it. Yeah, ninety five percent of the way buy that. Like that's that's yeah. fine. But it would have just been something of like he felt his mom dying. He felt yeah. his and he felt his part in their deaths and not just being told. You lead your mom to her death by accident or whatever, but um, if he felt it all, like in that, in those, like kind of like the yeah. book, The Giver, like if he just like mm-hmm. felt the experiences he was watching, and then then he has that catharsis all the way. Yeah, um, I mean, but in, but I kind of feel like in a way, I mean, I I agree that it would have been more affecting, but in terms of like the nuts and bolts of the storytelling, it kind of would have felt like um, cruel, you know. Mm to make someone live out, you know, the next 10 years of their life, like all at, all at once. Yeah. And full disclosure, if they would have done it that way, I would have been like, oh, how convenient that they can just catch them up <laughs> to the 2019 version of Logan. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it, it's, yeah. uh, they, yeah. this is a better, a better mechanism than what I think they could have come up with. So yes. and, and I still think it helped, you know, cause again, we were talking about the therapy aspect of it. It was basically like, I mean, we could do this for, you know, 10 years, you know, and, 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 and have you go through all of it, but we could just make you watch it. And, <laughs> and, and you know that this is you because it's always been you, you know, right. like we're confronting you with the truth of who you are and you're going to watch it. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'd totally do that. Wouldn't I? Yeah, and I do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the recognition of yourself in that in that image would right. be enough to kind of take not take you through the exact experience, but take you through enough of it that you could appreciate it. Sure, sure. You know, but overall, it was an it was an effective hour of television where you know sometimes. Marvel has been accused of spending that hour, you know, teasing us with what's going to come next. Um, I thought that even while they did that, even while they exposition dumped the hell out of us, even while they, you know, teased us, tantalized us with what's to come, they de- they really delivered an effectively acted, effectively, you know, emotionally um, grounded uh, hour of television. And if this is what's to come, big, you know, good. Great things, great things for yeah. the show. Yeah, I need more DB Cooper scenes. 
I love that. I love that we were all wrong about where that was going to fit in the narrative. Of you course. Know? Yeah. yeah. Like so many of us were thinking, oh, it's going to be like, he's going on these missions, you know, they're going to put him in different time frames. He's going to do like, nope. Yeah. Quantum leap, but with Loki. <laughs> like, nope, nope. This was uh, something that Loki had done before and you just didn't know about it. And he lost a bet with Heimdall and <laughs> Thor. <laughs> I like that they included Heimdall in that. I like that it was like, because there's a moment in, I forget, uh, it might be in Infinity War. It oh, where he says, he lost my best friend. And we're like, and he's like, best friend? Because <laughs> of all those wars you fought together? Um, and so it is funny like to think of like Heimdall as almost like the third brother. He's yeah. just like, hey, Loki. But that's, but that's three for three in terms of uh, our white heroes having black best friends. Like, don't think I'm not, <laughs> don't think I'm not noticing it, you know? <laughs> hey now, Falcon. Yeah, he's the he's the black best friend. He's he, but he he fared better than Battlestar and. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm... right. Yes. <laughs> I mean, look, we're like, if you lose your black best friend, that that's not great. <laughs> hey, you know that's four. Heimdall, that is... Rhodey, um, Battlestar, mm-hmm. Redshirt, and uh, <laughs> and Sam. Wait and look, uh, Carol Danvers and her. <laughs> <laughs> And Maria Rambo. I mean, that's questionable. Friend, wife, we don't know. We're, we're we, still working. I mean, we're still working through that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. So next, we're going to find out that, like, uh, we're going to find out that, like, Black Widow and Okoye struck up a really strong friendship over the course of that. <laughs> Bucky's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, the MCU where uh, multiracial friendships abound. <laughs> uh, speaking of black, speaking of black people, um, I don't want to go through the episode without giving props to Gugu and Raw. Um, you know, as the judge, Judge Ravona Renslayer. I hope she has more to do. Um, you know, because a lot of people are, they see her name. If they're fr- fans of the comics, they know that she's got a connection to Kang. I hope that all she, I hope she's more than just a connection to Kang. You know, I hope that we see a little bit more of her. I, when I was reading up about the character in the show, she is a judge that used to be a hunter. Um, Hmm. So theoretically she's got, she's not just a bureaucrat. She's not just someone who um, doles out the, the, the sentences, but she used to be like in the shits as it were, you know? So I'm hoping that we get to see her, um, handle her business because apparently if she was a hunter she she knows how to do that mm-hmm. and um, you got an amazing actress for it too yeah yeah i mean i love um, her i love her i wish all the great things for her in all the franchises um so i remember she had that show uh the first time i ever saw her was on a show on abc or nbc called like undercovers where it was like oh yeah 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 it was basically like, it's abc yeah yeah, it was it was definitely like a JJ Abrams show or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like the one JJ Abrams show that wasn't a hit. It was very right. upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> it was just about a married couple who are spies. And I just remember like she just popped off the screen. You're like, mm-hmm. who is this person? She is like you were hoping the show got canceled so she could make movies already. Like, like yeah. it was and she was supposed was... to be in a Star Wars movie, and like, you know. Oh, wow. I know. So yeah. She's too black. Dang it. You can't <laughs> yeah. pronounce her name. Dang no, it's it. like she. No, look, 
It's an easy mnemonic, guys. Easy mnemonic. Ooh, Google and Bathu Raw. Yeah, Google and Bathu Raw. It's it's very easy. <laughs> it's it's super easy to remember, guys. <laughs> be like her if she was a wrestler that's the music <laughs> exactly um but but yeah like she so she didn't do she didn't do a star wars movie and then instead did one of those uh what what were those uh cloverfield cloverfield yeah she did a cloverfield movie instead of a star wars movie which is major steps down major steps down. yeah <laughs> especially because it's still jj abrams like i feel like he was kind of like I'm going to look out for you. Did you know? He was supposed to be like in Solo or something and was part of those, you know. No, it was supposed to be in um, The Last Jedi. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But it was but. scheduling conflicts. And I don't remember yeah. what the other thing was that she she didn't she didn't get. But mm. hopefully they'll find a way to get her, get her back. Yeah, I really enjoy her. I think she's a really uh, fun actress. She's got a really good energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's in this, there is this movie that like I like that I shouldn't like it's it's one of those like it's a guilty pleasure it's a Tom Hanks movie called Larry Crown which oh, okay. is it's such like a tone deaf like okay boomer kind of movie <laughs> but she plays like the manic pixie dream girl basically oh yeah, yeah she, she, and so like again I'm watching it going like I know what you're doing and I disagree with all of this but I like I just but, but like, you are beautiful and delightful so I will <laughs> Right, exactly. to watch it yes yeah, there's enough to yeah and like rami malik has like a throwaway part in it. it's 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 a very bizarre movie but she is excellent in it. she's she's just like you just see her and go like that's a nice person that's you know, like that's someone i'm rooting for exactly so I hope, and, yeah i hope you're right i hope she does get to do stuff and i, I i'm honestly i'm kind of hoping for the heel turn i am hoping that she's like stifling mobius at every corner and then you realize it's not because she's looking out for him it's because because she's outright the villain right yeah i wouldn't be mad at it because it would definitely mean we're going to see another stuff yeah agreed yeah so fingers crossed that we're going to get more ramon R- R- sorry ravona renslayer um and you know more google and bathura on our screens is never something to complain about not at all so I guess that's where we should leave it. Uh, unless you have any other final thoughts, TJ? I mean, Stooks? Um, um, thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, Lana, you got any thoughts on Loki? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Do you like the Marvel Universe? Like Avengers? Yeah, well, who's your favorite? Black, ooh, Black Widow. I didn't know that. I mean, Black Widow uh, next month, next month in the theaters and also on Disney Plus. Yes. Oh, you should see her face. Wow. Um, But I'd say (laughs) it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a lot of a lot of theories, a lot of um, a lot of questions, a lot of questions. But at the same time, we just have to be patient, but we can't be patient. No, no, we can't. We can't. And I, and I love I love that they have us talking about it, you know, from different aspects of life. All of us from different aspects of life, they have us talking about something that we love. Right. You know, and, and just bringing us together and making, making a, a conducive world that connects and uh, it's not the, like uh, the other company. Yeah, we we don't have to ref. We don't have to talk about. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) that's together. That's together, but not the same. Mm -hmm. 
And I love that. And I can't wait to see episode two. Yeah. And I mean, that just wait a few weeks for me and Tass to be going back and forth. About how <laughs> yes. Finale. I believe, I believe you're not allowed I mean, you, you don't like anything in the MCU. I think that it's very clear that this whole episode, this was, again, this was the variant version of Carlos yeah. who likes MCU stuff. I've got a little stuff, but I'm still gonna give myself an evil mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh tune in, tune in next week if you're for again on we'll be uh both in our uh, audio podcast form on the racial draft podcast feed as well as on our YouTube channel, the racial draft YouTube channel. You can see our beautiful faces. Um oh. as next week, I cannot promise the same variants will be here. Um, I cannot promise that we won't end by uh, by resetting the timeline, but you know, hopefully your timeline's not reset, and you will join us next week as we talk about Loki on the racial draft variant cast.